Welcome adventurers. Here's what happened last time on the Incorrigible Party. Talked into aiding Clash in an ambush against nearby Niyogi before handing over the chestplate of Kalar. The party momentarily splits up at the Clasher's camp, each member learning something new about past events and about future outcomes. And now, on with the show. Having completed the deconstruction of their camp, an additional ten orcs have assembled with Clash, Horik, Lushki, Shaft, Falzerin, and Mia. Shakara and Ulfa have not returned quite yet, but these orcs, they gather kind of in a loose formation. They're also in, in like winter garb and, and pack sacks on their backs. They wield a variety of weapons, most, most of them hanging at their side, uh, you know, axes and long swords. Two of them do wield short bows. And the bow wielders in particular, though, they do have a Niyogi tattoo on their forehead, very clearly displayed. Shaft, you recognize many, like, worn strips of, of old tribal colors from the Ablax, Gorlock, and the Ukshad among them. Clash turns his attention to them. We weather the climates of the mountains, as we always have done. We tame its terrain and make it our home. We make it our ally. We make it our weapon. One tribe, united to reclaim what is ours. Reclaim what was taken from us from these Elys. What was taken from us by our past divisions and petty territory squabbles. Correct what we allowed to happen for the Rockshard, the Tuktuks, Vishlunk, the Ablaks, the Gorlok, and the Uxod. We will take back the Vorgorag and thrive once more. And these orcs get kind of all cheer and cry, raising their weapons up into the air. Shakara and Ulfa, you return kind of in time to catch most of Clash's little speech. And on your on your approach, Ulfa kind of gives a sigh. Clash gives a speech every time we go out. All this correcting the past stuff. I don't even know what it means. I just I just want to get to the killing. Do you not care about the tribes or the orcs? I mean, I don't think they should be, uh, you know, enslaved and stuff, but I just, I'm going to kill some Elys. Then let's go kill some Elys. Hulfa and Shakara! Yeah. And the rest of you hear Ulfa's exclamation, uh, and you're all finally rejoined. Clash turns, though, before you kind of uh, start to head out, Clash turns to... Two of two of the orcs. Zunding, Ogre. Escort the injured as far south as you can get. Away from everything. Away from the fighting. And two of these two orcs specifically that, you know, Clash's address, they they nod and they kinda turn to where the that kind of triage tent was up and they begin to help those that are able to walk. And, and again, you see the, the ones that, like, you Falzern had inspected and Lushki had mentioned. They'll get up, like, when prompted, like, they'll get up and they'll move and they'll be able to walk on their own. But it's just, it's just like, the, a blank stare in their eyes. Like, they're just glassy-eyed, very unresponsive to, to most. To, to speaking to them, like Falzern had discovered, etc. 
And essentially, Ulfa will take the lead. I mean, she knows where to go. And you, this little band now starts to head north. And it's a, she said it's about three miles. As Ulfa takes the lead, I'm going to at first kind of keep up, but slowly kind of drop back from her, hoping that she doesn't notice I'm not next to her. So I'm going to try and get even with Shaft. Clash is up with Ulfa as well, obviously kind of leading the rest of uh, rest of the orcs behind him. I'm not sure. Are you still, are you on Denny, Falzern, or are we now walking with everybody else? Is Buttercup trotting along? Like, are you leading Buttercup? Like, what's going on with these uh, with the mounts you you had? I think Falzarin would uh, have Denny return to his bag for the time being, um, and would just walk alongside the rest of the group or walk amongst them, I guess. So I guess if everybody else is walking, I'll be walking too, and Buttercup will just be uh, with us in case we need her. We could save our legs. I'll I'll ride Buttercup. Come on. If you want to ride Buttercup, go ahead. I, I, uh, I'll be on the ground. I'm gonna be walking beside Clash, or sorry, not Clash. I'll be walking beside Horik, sort of just a little bit behind who's leading. I'm not gonna be trying to show the directions or everything. It works another way. Well, then I will drop back from Ulfa, and I will tap Shaft on the shoulder as I drop back, and ha- kind of motion for him to drop farther back with me. Yeah. Wh- what? Come back here. I need to sell you something. Uh, oh, Hush. okay. I sort of drop back. What's so important? Do not react. What are you going to do? I saw Killian in the woods. Killian? Quiet. How, how did you know it was Killian? He told me. What did he say? He is working for Isabella. He is trying to get the armor. I figures. Two-faced bastard. Ulfa is working with him. Oh, wonderful. Their plan is to take the breastplate from from Clash. Is there a way I can find out where he's going to be? I have no idea. I have a gift for him. And I touch the hilt of my weapon. I'm sure you do, but that is not our immediate concern. No, but if, if he shows up, uh, he's going to be my primary concern. Will you let this interfere with anything else that needs to be done? No, of course not. But if he's going to be hopping into the battle, I know he'll put a sword through me. I think his plan is to hang back and let Ulfa do all the work. All right, well, thanks for filling me in. And I'll sort of cut off and sort of walk back up by Horik again and, and strike up whatever conversation we were having as we were walking along. And I'll continue walking. Hey, uh, wanted to let you know, Danzig, I found him. He's dead. Hey, sorry you've been losing your hand there, mate, Tobias. Well, he took the wrong path, and it was inevitable. He was, he was dead probably before I found him, in one sense of the word. Orc, uh, doesn't quite know what to say. Rendered speechless. You rendered Hork speechless. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to fill him in on that. There's nothing else to say. <laughs> yeah, and he, you know, he kind of puts a reassuring hand on your shoulder. As you're traveling, Ulfa, like, start, like, look, as you get closer, right, as, as uh, your march kind of 
progresses, like she gets almost more excited, right? And she, she, you can tell that she like starts to pick up the pace a little bit. And she, everyone, nobody, nobody really struggles, or at least uh, everybody outside of the party. Like you're not struggling to keep up with her, and she's not like full out sprinting, obviously. But like clearly, she's she's moving at like this quickened pace. And the the way you're you're traveling is. You're kind of walking along the the shore of this frozen lake, and it's a heavy, pretty heavily wooded area here that you're kind of zigzagging your way through the large growth uh, of, of these trees, and you're basically at the at the base of uh, one of the smaller unnamed peaks, right at the, at the where just where it starts to slope up and gain in elevation. Who wants to roll me a weather die? Bill does. That's <laughs> fast. I haven't rolled on it in a long time. Uh, which one is that again? <laughs> I tell you, but you still get it wrong. <laughs> D6 it is. A D10, please, good sir. A two. By now you're nearing to the mid-afternoon uh, after having given up and made it to the camp and the, the brief time you spent there. Most of which has been travel time. But now the, the fog has dissipated as the skies have cleared above. And it's still pretty chilly, right? But the the direct sunlight certainly helps with that. And it's just cleared the, the fog completely. So you're not dealing with that obstruction anymore. You're welcome. As you advance, you see that Clash kind of puts a, puts a hand on Ulfa's shoulder like to steady her and calm her down and he just kind of stops everybody because you you can now all hear the the sounds of chopping wood and the creak and groan and crash of falling trees smacking into each other and hitting the this this dirt and utilizing the cover of the forest you are able to approach now more stealthily than you were uh, kind of on your your force march here as we're headed there, I am going to cast Death Ward upon myself. Uh, yeah, you you all certainly have uh, any time to, to pop up any uh, longer-lasting buffs that you, you would want to prepare before getting the skirmish, because it's very clear that even even as quickly as Ulfa was moving, although now she has at, basically at Clash's command, I guess, for lack of a better word, his band of orcs now, they're kind of like stealthy, stealthy mode, right? So everyone is fully aware and um, moving as quietly as, as they possibly can. I, I wanted to I wanted to hold my hand up and and say to Clash and put my fingers to my lips. Stay close to me, and I pass pass cast pass without a trace. <laughs> so that's thirty feet, right? Thirty feet within yeah. you. Okay, so you're going to position yourself essentially in the middle of... Because there's about, what is that, like 17 of you moving now. I'll, I'll try to, you know, pull everybody as close together, pass, you know, pass it down, stay close to me. I, I will provide you some, some silence. All right, well, why don't you all go ahead and roll me uh, some st- those stealth checks then as you're creeping forward. As I said, the, the coverage, the trees, like the wooded area is very thick. So it's, it's quite easy to remain hidden and, and stay mostly out of view. Uh, but that also is kind of hampering your direct lines of sight as well. So to get a full kind of scope and picture of what's happening, you will have to get relatively close. 27 for Shaft. Okay, so 17. 
18 for Falzarin. 13. And so because there's a large number of NPCs, I'm going to just worry about the party stealth rolls. So no stealth checks will fail as a result of any... Just because the sheer number of rolls, inevitably, <laughs> many of them are going to fail, right? So we're just going to kind of ixnay that and just worry about the party stealth. But as you approach, uh, and you go ahead and you can all... I'm not sure how close you'd like to get. I mean, Clash is going to basically move within about 30 or 40 feet of this clearing that you can see starts to form. So this clearing, there's a handful of orcs here. They're busy pulling up the stumps of felled trees and collecting logs into piles. You see a number of them, uh, two or three of them, that the orcs are milling around these Log piles are like, they stand like six feet tall, lengths of like 15 feet long, uh, like tree trunks, kind of secured to sleds with just two lengths of rope at either end of them just wrapped around them and the sled. Each of the orcs, they, they wield what looked like a simple wood cutter's axe. Uh, nothing fancy, no type of advanced or, or like mar advanced martial weaponry. These are more of those aged orcs. Their threadbare clothing and, and bare feet, they providing them no protection from the elements. You can see the the blue and black frostbitten flesh forming at the stub of amputated fingers and toes that starts to creep up their arms and legs, just eating away at ears and noses as they're clearly toiling and have been for a while in the freezing snow. Roughly 50 feet behind them, the snow kind of turns to more like upturned soil and you can see long drag marks in the dirt lead to the the escaping mouth of a, a cave in the side of that terrain that starts to rapidly gain an elevation the side of this small peak it's 20 foot opening kind of leading into to darkness and uh, above it on the slope you see a couple more orcs felling trees that are growing out of the slope itself in addition to that, four Neogi, they look like they're grouped in two, two groups of two, so two pairs, 20 or 30 feet apart from each other. They're close to the cave's entrance, clearly overseeing the orcs' activity. A little south to that, more orcs are stacking log piles, and a number of them look like they're shoveling snow into the back of a large open cart. Clash very quickly starts giving hand directions to his band of orcs, and see about half of them split off and move kind of north and up through the trees to where the elevation starts to slope. Ulf and Lushki's keep with the party. So right now, yeah, there's still quite a bit of you kind of uh, huddled here. But Clash, in as in a low a whisper as he can get, remember not to kill the orcs. Render them unconscious if you must. But the targets, you know what they are, the Elys. Uh, what's the plan here, Shaft? Does it look like, uh... Let's see, the, I only see four Niyogi. Maybe we can circle around down the southern side here and sneak up behind them. If we can not be seen. Mia, let me on, Buttercup. Okay, like, you want me off? Yes, you have more ranged attacks than I do. Okay. Does it look like there's a way we could sort of 
circle down maybe uh, uh, you know 100 feet down into the forest and the south southern side and sort of navigate our way around to the the western side where the neogi are there's there's ample tree cover while, while they've clear cut quite a number of the, the this area quite a number of trees in this area there's there's plenty of coverage uh, again to kind of loop down and around for those that want to try to circle around to the the western side of the cave entrance yeah so i look over at uh the, the clash and and Ulfa and go you want to kill some elies come with me and sort of head down to do that to circle navigate around there Okay, yeah, Clash Nova will absolutely accompany Shaft. Is the rest of you? Oh yeah, I'm I'm sticking close to the the stealth aid. Falzerin, I think, is going to continue down the path of the witch, and summon Denny out of his bag, and climb aboard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, what's the path of the witch? He's becoming a see that he's on the becoming map. a, a spellcaster <laughs> who flies on a broom. So as we uh, as we are going down along there, I'm going to try to look, keep an eye out. Does this look like they're just shoveling snow in the back of this uh, wagon? Is there any anything else odd about it, or is it just snow going in? Uh, from what you can tell, it's just they're they're loading snow into the the back of this wagon. Are you going to be want to attempt to keep them in sight, which means you'll be sticking closer than the like 100 feet uh, of area between you and them like you had previously suggested so how how sparse are the trees are they i mean are we they're quite thick here right you're kind of you're like in the, okay. in, the in the middle of the the thickest part of this vegetation before it really starts to thin higher up on the on the slope here so it you'll lose sight of them just you'll lose partial sight of them i should say because of the tree coverage if you go too too far to try to circumvent them so if you want to try to keep an eye out, then obviously your your DC for yourself is going to be a little higher. But right now, I think what I what I'd like to do is, is sort of, you know, like a tactical maneuver, right? Jumping from you sort of stop behind trees and then run about 10, 15 feet, stop behind another tree, sort of give the wave to the others to come up. And if the trees are are pretty uh, uh, tight and sparse in the area, then uh, we can get a little closer. Um, but if it's thinning out where it looks like there's going to be a little more difficulty to jump from tree to tree, then I'll back off. Okay, I gotcha. What do they need all this snow for? I don't know. It's weird, right? As you're circling this, this activity, you're, I mean, you're witnessing, like you say, tree to tree, kind of quick spurts of movement. Uh, again, as quietly as possible with pass without trace. Eventually, the, this wagon does get filled with, with snow, and two of the orcs begin to you know, kind of throw their shovels in the back of it as well and start to pull it towards the cave opening. And all throughout, again, you're just still constant chopping of wood and crack of timber falling. I would say it takes you... I mean, again, if you're, you're moving fairly slowly, like you could take a solid 10 minutes to kind of loop around and position yourselves where you want to be and at this time like the neogi are staying pretty close to the cave entrance right uh, obviously they're <laughs> they don't wear any winter gear themselves so they're not entirely suited for this climate either 
but obviously they're not frostbitten like these orcs are. Are they moving about, or are they sort of in a position to sort of oversee what's going on? Yeah, no, they're they're hardly moving moving at all. Based on what I see on the map, they look like there's quite a few orcs around uh, each of these Neogi um, that are in the forest area, and the other that are sort of more out in the open would be a little more difficult to get to. So, I think I'll talk to to Ulfa and, and Clash and say. There's a pretty good chance we're not going to be able to get to those those Elys unless we, you know, do something with the orcs. More than likely, they're going to attack us. We can try to keep from killing them, but no, no promises. All right, Falzern's going to speak up uh, a little bit. Shaft, I I think I've got a bit of an idea. Once once we feel like we're in position, you, one of you, give me the signal, and. I'm going to use Denny to get myself a vantage point and try and attack or maybe suppress these these Elys a little bit and give us a chance at taking them out. How are you going to do that? What are you going to do? Well, I, I have a couple ideas. And they are? Do they make noise? This is concerning. I mean, if you're going to say Fireball, I think we should talk about this. That's yeah, what I, I want to know. I think the jig is going to be up once I... Put my plan into action. All right, let's get in position. All and I point up to uh, put up point up to the circlet. Go. Let's get in position. Hit the circlet. Then uh, can you take out all four of these at one time? Well, I I don't know if I could completely take them out, but I, I think I can at least give us a good start. Yet he doesn't tell us what he's exactly going to do. I don't think he knows just yet. Okay, well, I've got stuff I could do, too. Gosh. Friggin' jerks. <laughs> this is not supposed to be this complicated. <laughs> Everything's always more complicated than what it ends up being. It really Gosh. is. Trust us. If they don't move from where they are right now, it's hard to see from here, but I think I can probably deal some damage to all four of them at once. I don't know if it'll be enough to kill them, but... It should hurt, that's for sure. Okay, you do that, then we'll run in after you. Do not kill the orcs, if it can be avoided. I I, I can try. Okay, follow me. I'm going to try to walk up here on the western side, getting probably within 30 feet, if possible, of these uh, two Neogi to the south of the cave entrance. As we're there, I'm going to be really quiet and sort of point over to Shakara and Mia and, and sort of point at the two that are by the cave entrance and then give it a, you know, a, a slice across the neck. Like, those are the two we're going we're gonna to focus on. Uh, if, we, if, if we all attack together, we can take them out quick. I will nod at Shaft. I'm going to try to loosen some rocks and close the entrance to the cave a bit. Make it harder for more to come join the fight. I, I think you might not need to worry about that, Mia. We'll see what happens. I look at Falzerin very confused since Same. he hasn't confirmed what he's doing. <laughs> this whole time, Ulfa is like that same thing she's doing when before she got yeah. Clash's attention to tell him. Like she's antsy, bouncing back and forth. Looks like her that feet. soccer player waiting to get on the field. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. Her, 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 her mall in, in both hands. I, I look at Falzerin and I sort of hold both hands up like one. Okay. It's your show now. <laughs> We're doomed. 
falls her falls her and nods. Okay, here's here. Okay, so uh, everybody, give me give me a stealth check to confirm the surprise right now, and I'll let you know who is and isn't getting uh, the surprise round. Eighteen for Falzern. Again. Twenty nine for Shaft. Sixteen for Shakara. It's eighteen for Mia. We can roll initiative. You all will get uh, you you have surprised the Niogi and the orcs here at the camp. So the first round of combat, they cannot take any actions or reactions. So essentially, this is your surprise round. 19 for Falzran. Same for Mia. 22 for Shaft. 18 for Shakara. Dang, we do all right. Shaft, you're first. You're at the top. I'm going to ready my action, and after Falzran cast his spell, I'm going to attack. I'm going to run up and attack. Uh, okay, you you can really only ready the one action. Okay, uh, I guess I'll shoot my bow. After Falzerin does whatever he's going to do, I will <laughs> loose an arrow. Okay. Falzerin. So I'm going to slowly start to go upward. Um, so I'm going to gain elevation, and just, just before I like get any distance away, um, I'm going to say to the group, now just don't don't go too early. You'll, you'll trust me. You'll know when it's time. And I'm going to continue going up and up and up. Basically, I want to get high enough so that I can essentially see everything from above the trees. However however high those trees are, you can kind of be the judge of how high I would need to be. And I don't really need to get any closer for what I'm planning to do. I can still remain more or less above the group. But I just want to go higher so I have a vantage point to be able to see the full extent of Denny's movement, uh, the 50 feet will get you above the treetops. So I'm going to go f- 50 feet up. Exactly. And then I would like to, so if I understand it correctly, Leland, wall of force, an invisible wall of force springs into existence at a point I choose within range. Range is 120 feet. And basically uh, the dimensions it can be are... I can create 10 panels that are 10 foot by 10 foot. So I'm hoping to seal off the cave with the wall of force. And my understanding would be that, that probably I could, I could probably do that without anyone noticing because it is invisible. I mean, I, I, it, there is um, verbal components to it, but I mean, I'm pretty far away and I don't think it makes any noise. No, but like the casting of the spell will not go unnoticed. Because that's how spellcasting works. But, again, it's not like the Neogi can take any actions or reactions. So if your concern is a counterspell, that's not, that can't happen. So, you, yeah, you, you wall of force the, the opening of this, this cave. Okay. Now, I, although, to your point, like, your verbal and somatic components are noticed, but the effect of it, like you said, it's invisible, so... They've heard you cast and do something, but whether or not they can identify what you've done, that's uh, a check on their, their turn okay. to, to figure it out. But also, we don't know what he's done because he didn't tell us. For the record, <laughs> Falzern was hoping that would have gone unnoticed. <laughs> and you were hoping it would go unnoticed that we don't know what you did. He, he was hoping that his second spell would be the thing that gets noticed by the enemies and the party. But... Anyway, we can we can work with this, I think. So so I'm aware that 
whatever he was planning to do, he has started. I'm asking the question because I'm going to lose an arrow. And I got to know if I know what happened. <laughs> if not, I'm just going to continue to pull the string back, waiting for somebody else to attack. <laughs> I guess you'd know I cast a spell, right? Like yeah, you the... know you know he did something. Okay. Then I'll I'll shoot into this uh, first Niyogi closest to the cave entrance. That's a 27 to hit. Um, it's not been hit before, so it doesn't get Colossus Slayer. So that's 11 points of piercing damage. Mia. Okay, Mia is going to cast Destructive Wave. Okay, so I strike the ground, creating a burst of divine energy that ripples out for me. Each creature I choose within 30 feet must succeed on a con save throw or take damage, be knocked prone. So I'm, I'm going to move so that I'm within 30 feet of everyone. And they need to make con saving throws. A 17, 10, 18, and a 10. Uh, 17 is the save DC. Okay, so two save, two fail. For those that failed, it's 30 damage, 12 thunder, and 18 radiant, and then uh, success is half damage. Those that fail are knocked prone as well. Okay, well done. So this, what does this look like, this ripple in the air? uh, It's just like a thunderous, radiant-like energy. Boom, in this kind of a brightish light as this area lights up around Mia knocking Niyogi 1 and 2 flat on their ass, right in the snow and the dirt, as the other two stay on their feet. And the rest of you kind of just, it just washes over you harmlessly as Mia is able to direct the harmful effects of it. Uh, well done. The, uh, Niyogi 1 and 2 look very, very hurt. Yeah, it's Lushki's turn, but she's going to... She's actually going to charge uh, the nearest orc. Kind of in this copse of trees she's got a round shield and her mace and she just starts to club this orc one swipe as she beams it over the head taking it by surprise shakara so neogi one and two the two closest to the cave are on their butts that's right Hmm. i think on buttercup i'm going to charge those two because i don't know that they can't retreat into the cave so I'm going to run and attack Neogi number one. While they're down. Get them while they're down. While Buttercup is running towards it, I am going to say, Fuego, and light up my sword. Do I get uh, advantage since he's on his butt? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 24 to hit. Mm-hmm. I rolled sixes on all four sixes, D6s. <laughs> That's going to hurt. That was legit. That's plus 10, so that is 24 plus 10, 34 points of damage. Okay. Don't use all your good rolls for you this little You gallop roll. up and just strike down Niyogi 1. And some of the, the immediate orcs around you, including the one that Lushki has already clobbered, <laughs> their, their woodcutting axes, like, they just kind of go limp, right? And they almost drop them, but they're, they kind of fall at their side. And you see about... Uh, Five of them have just that catatonic look to them as this Niyogi dies. Well, that was only one attack. <laughs> yeah, my second hit is a 29. Yeah. I assume that hits. Yeah. Frick. Oh, I didn't roll as well this time. 26 to uh, damage. Okay. That one's still <laughs> alive. I like this sword. Plus four. Plus four because of your Because it's melee damage. <laughs> my heart. <laughs> 
I remembered for once. Hey, well, you're... <laughs> Good thing you didn't need it for that person. Well, your 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 <laughs> flagged sword just kind of pulling in and absorbing the, the light and reducing it in your immediate area. Uh, Horik is on the same initiative as you. Seeing... I mean, what... He's actually going to start climbing... Hmm, where do you do that? Yeah, he's going to start climbing the slope to, to get to the ones... Uh, above the opening of the cave. Again, he's seen, he's seen the effect of the orcs in the immediate area. He starts sprinting through the snow. Uh, it would be the Yogi, but they are surprised, just can't do anything. Clash and Ulfa are going to charge south to some of the, the orcs that are still in the midst of, you know, everything's happening so quickly. They're in the middle of reacting to all this commotion that's going on. I'm sorry. Sprinting through the snow, an unintelligible mm -hmm. orc <laughs> is on his way to save that day. In a, in a sleigh filled with snow. <laughs> <laughs> you see Clash just opens up on one of these orcs with the, the, the flat end of, of his weapon. And one swipe just clobbers one, rending it unconscious. Brings it around and uncons another one. Ulfa's just bellowing and at the joy of it and swinging her own her own blade. No longer a, a light with, with the holy uh, weapon spell. And then you hear from across the clearing the rest of, of the orcs. They've charged through and break the tree line into the, the stump-filled area to engage with whatever they can reach and get to. And we're back to the top with Shaft. I am going to move up, or move towards the two Niyogi to the south. I'm going to move up about uh, 10, 15 feet. I'll pass one of the orcs that sort of has his axe down at his side. So I assume he's not going to attack me. And then I'm going to use a feature that I have not used before on my bronze-scaled scimitar. I'm going to cast Water Whip. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw for me. DC 15. Uh, that is an 18. Okay, so you passed. Um, see, on a failed save, the creature takes 2d8 bludgeoning damage and is either knocked prone or pulled up to 25 feet closer to you. So, let's see, a successful save, the creature takes half damage. So let me roll this. That's 9 points of bludgeoning damage, so half that. And that was my action. Falzern. Falzern is now going to move on to part B of his plan. And he is going to cast Fireball and try to catch the remaining three Niyogi. And he will sculpt safety for... Um, I think I think you should be able to sculpt safety for enough of the orcs within the sphere to, to protect them. So you're, are you trying to position the uh, area of effects so Niyogi 3 and 4 are, and the orcs are on the edge of it? Yeah, yeah, ideally. Um, I don't really intend to do damage to any orcs any more than I need to. Yeah, so like I think I can't avoid hitting maybe one or two of those orcs, but I can at least sculpt safety for them. Okay, yeah, and then that positioning will hit, will hit all three of the remaining Niyogi as well. All right, so deck saves. Poor favor. 14, 12, and uh, 16 for, for Niyogi 2, the one on his ass. Oh, that was an atrocious... He's got the best decks. <laughs> atrocious roll. 
22 is the full roll, and the uh, spell save is 16. Uh, well, the one that passed, even at half damage, is fried. <laughs> Ooh, I think we call it, what do we call fried eel again? Unagi? Unagi, yes. That's yeah. barbecue eel. So Niyogi 2 just roasts on the ground, and, and the snow around him just melting this entire area, the sm- just this wash of water revealing the, the, the dirt beneath, and the stumps and the few trees in this area instantly ablaze. You've now started a forest fire. <laughs> oh no, Smokey's going to be so upset with me. <laughs> Mia. Falzern, you don't say anything about the cave entrance yet at all. I haven't, no. Okay. <laughs> that won't come so, back to bite us. <laughs> yeah. Here's the way I see it. If any of the enemies tr- try to run into the cave entrance, they're going to get there before any of us do, and they're going to come to a rude awakening when they try to get in. If anything tries to come out, it's not going to be able to. I think what Mia would do without her knowledge about the cave entrance would be to cast Fog Cloud. Um, so it's a 20-foot radius sphere, and I would like put the point of range right at the mouth of the cave there so that if anyone were to run out, they don't see what's going on and they're at disadvantage. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I mean, even without the knowledge of the, the, the wall, that will block line of sight from within the cave uh, as well. So I think that's, that's great. Um, yeah, as you cast the the fog, like as it, and as it begins to form and fill up the area, like you see it press against this invisible barrier, right before it, it kind of shifts to 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 fill its full radius, right? But you've you've seen something butt up against this invisible barrier here at, at the entrance now. So the the blue circle is now fog. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be like. Well, it butts up against, but I think the circle wouldn't be covering Shakar. I would have had it centered just a little bit more, like, up. Uh, well, unfortunately, without it being able to go into the cave itself, which... Then it can't. Right. Okay, okay. But that's it. Because I see the damage that we're doing to the Neogi already, and uh, I'll just stay where I'm at. All right, Shakar. I'm going to charge at Neogi 3 and whack it with my sword. Okay, so... Everything in that red circle on the map here is on fire. Oh, it's still on fire. Of course, it, it caught flame, yes, from the fireball. So what I'm going to say is it's going to act like a flaming sphere. If you end your turn or if any creature ends your tur- their turn within five feet of one of these burning trees, not the stumps, the stumps are going to be fine, but the full trees, you will take, you, you'll, I'll take a dex saving throw to avoid them. So I will run up to Neogi 3, hit him with my sword, and then run so like i'm running past him but i'm going to attack him with my sword as i run okay. past. <laughs> all right 17 to hit uh yeah that just hits 28 damage good good hit dang still out but very good hit allow me to do the second hit as i go by like circle around him and then continue on you can break up your movement and your your extra attack any any in any order you see fit Oh, goodness, I thought that was a one for a second. It's a 17 to hit for the second one. 25 points of damage. All right, this is another Niyogi easily destroyed. And again, just orcs kind of all over this clearing now, just going catatonic, just weapons dropping at their side and no longer moving. And then I will run out of the burning area. 
Okay, I gotcha. So, so yeah, some of those orcs that you we moved to are uh, catatonic. Yeah, right into the other orcs that are not catatonic yet that are still controlled by the Nogi. Right, some still <laughs> able to fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Didn't quite think that one through, did I? <laughs> Uh, it is the, the finally the one remaining yogi gets to take its first turn and you see it just it just takes off <sighs> into the fog cloud not hesitating and of course you all lose sight of it but you hear after a quick second this bonk <laughs> from, within the, from within the fog cloud <laughs> is it a little bit of like a splat he's <laughs> <laughs> It definitely just ran full tilt into a wall, essentially. So it's certainly going to take <laughs> some bludgeoning damage. So Falzern, can you Let's roll me two d six bludgeoning damage? Seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well done. Ulfa and Clash. Now, see Ulfa just she's in a frenzy of battle here, just cleaving. I mean, she's also she's not killing these orcs though. She is knocking them unconscious as she's doing her best to. But you see Clash has turned now uh, to the the orcs that have been, have been broken from the control of the dead Niyogi now. There's a number of them still like next to the burning forest, and those flames are quickly spreading. They're taking damage from the fire, but they don't they're not reacting to it. They're not they're not moving of their own accord out of out of the way. Clash seeing this is is grabbing them you see he walks up to two of them and literally is able to pick them up like almost a scruff of their neck and one arms an orc in each hand picks them up off the ground and moves them away from the fire and that's essentially his turn back to the top of shaft okay so i see Niogi number four scurry off into this fog cloud i'm gonna give chase run you know straight towards uh, the entrance where I think the entrance of the cave is I'm gonna get to the fog about 25 feet and can I see through it at all or is it completely obstructing my vision completely obstructing. you can see like five feet in front of you if there was if you're standing next to somebody you'd be able to see them and fight them but otherwise it's very it's incredibly thick like much thicker even than the natural fog that you had got caught in this morning okay then I'll, I'll move my last five feet into the fog to sort of, with my weapons out, sort of slashing in front of me a little bit. As you do so, your, your weapon to your left, your weapon hits the wall of force. Like, like it smacks against clearly a solid object in, in the fog. Obviously it's invisible, so you can't see this thing, but you're, you've, you've found it now. Okay. Falzern. All out of ideas. Oh, before before he goes, since I have some time to think, uh, I'm going to go, since I'm not taking an actual attack action or anything, I'm going to go ahead and hit my uh, circlet. Okay. Good idea. I'm just reading the fog cloud spell. I can't choose to stop concentration, can I? Yeah, you can, you can drop your concentration on a spell that requires it at any time you want. Okay. I would like to dismiss it, <laughs> but it's not my turn. Uh, again, at any, any, if you want to drop it, you, you can do so. If you see, you see Shaft move into it. Yeah, I think it makes sense that I would dismiss it then, because I want him to be able to see to attack. Sorry, I was trying to read it nope, and understand that's okay. it, so if that changes things, we could read so, it. So Shaft, uh, as you walk into the cloud, Mia notices, and it's gone now, and quickly dissipates as 
So retroactively, if rather than activate your circlet, if you want to do something else, go ahead and do so. Um, I don't have the the range to be able to get up to the Neogi number four, so I will just activate the circlet. And you see its little arms pressing against nothing. <laughs> like it's it's miming a box. Like a right mime? Now. Exactly. <laughs> Miming, <Yeah. laughs> Miming Neogi, I like it. Does he have a little beret on his head? And, uh, well, it fell off in the fireball. It quickly consumed <laughs> by the flames, unfortunately. <laughs> that does bring oh us back goodness. to Falzrin, who's had plenty of time to stall now <laughs> as we retroactively <laughs> took care of some business. <laughs> I also just was talking and muted, apparently, so. Oh, yep. <laughs> we heard nothing. <laughs> I said lots of really intelligent. I'm sure uh-huh. you did. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, so now that Falzerin can see uh, exactly where this Neogi ended up, he's going to uh, hurl a fireball at it. Uh, firebolt, sorry, not fireball. Oh boy. Uh, 12 to hit. That is not going to do it. Okay. Fudge. All right. That's it for Falzy. Mia. Mia's going to chuck her ham- hammer at Neogi number four here. Hammer time. It's hammer time. Okay, I rolled a one, but that is an eleven to hit. <laughs> well, that is a that's a critical fail. So yeah, uh huh. <laughs> okay, so you throw your hammer, right? And it misses the Niyogi, but it hits the wall of force, and it does not come back to you. It just clatters to the to the ground. So your hammer is now laying at this Niyogi's feet. So you will have to physically move there to retrieve it. Well, I can control my hammer, and it can move on its own. It just doesn't get the thrown attack, so it could be like a melee hit. Um, yeah, I guess that's that's it. I will move a little bit closer so that if I have to go retrieve my hammer, I'll move like right behind Shaft, like 10 feet up. All right, Shakara. I will use Buttercup to hoof attack the orc next to me. And while I'm doing that, I'm going to... Ulfa! And I will nod to uh, Clash. Do it! And Bo, Buttercup gets 21 to hit, 12 points of damage. Oh, wait, she would get the plus 4 too, wouldn't she, from my aura? So that's yeah. 16. Okay, 16 wow. 16 points of damage with the hooves. Is Buttercup attempting to kill? <laughs> no, knock him out. Okay. You, see, you rear up with Buttercup, and she just flings her hoof out, catching this orc in the chin. And it just drops like a sack of potatoes. Unconscious. And I will move a little closer to where Ulfa is, but not out of range of the second orc that's standing there. Okay, Clash continues to get the catatonic orcs away from the fire. And you see me just easily, he's easily picking orcs up <laughs> with one arm and lifting them and carrying them to safety. Ulfa charges Clash, raising her maul against him. Two swipes. Much better than how she fared against Shikara for an 18 and a 21. We all see this, yeah? You all see Ulfa charge Clash. Oh, wow, that was a good job, Ulfa. Ulfa dealing 28 bludgeoning to Clash with her swipes. Oh. What are you doing? Sounds of battle still picking up and emanating across this little clearing here. 
it looks like Clash's forces, though, are quickly overwhelming, uh, you know, especially as the orcs fall catatonic from the Neogi death. Uh, they're, they're easily subduing those orcs in their immediate vicinity. Back to the top is Shaft. Uh, run up to Neogi number four, that's miming at the wall, and give him a, a taste of some scimitars. <laughs> Okay, so the first attack is a 27 to hit. It's 21 points of damage. Second attack, 25 to hit, 16 points of damage. And your your second attack catches it as it, it, it's in its mime routine and just slicing off its little pedipalp hands, killing it. Okay, I would have taken, cut its head clean off and sort of throw it out over towards uh, Clash and Ulfa. Uh, was quite a quite a distance away, but do I notice anything with the other orcs when I kill this last Neogi that we can see? Uh, yes, you do see uh, the two uh, the two above you, which you can just make out on the edge uh, above this cave entrance that Hork has engaged with. They drop their weapons. There are still about four orcs out here operating, like still fighting. So not all of the orcs have been subdued from killing these four Neogi. That's concerning. Um, let's see. Where are those orcs um, that are still fighting? Are they... Because I still have movement left. I'm going to move towards wherever they are. So you have a, a, a collection of two of them about 15 feet away from you. Uh, about southeast from the cave there. Okay. I'm going to move up next to both of them then for my... Finish my movement. All right. Falzer. Would Falzern have heard or seen Ulfa attack? Yes, you, you for sure heard Clash cry out and say her name, and you, you see that they're, they're squaring off now. Oh, boy. Wall of Force would be really helpful right now. <laughs> Please don't drop concentration on that. Bigby's hand would also be helpful, but it's also a control spell, and I might have spell slots for fifth-level spells anyway. You know what? Set more forest on fire with your flaming sphere. I will cast another spell, which I haven't used in a long time. Instead, uh, Guiding Bolt. That is a 22 to hit. Mm -hmm. uh, 11 points of radiant damage. And then moving forward, the next attack roll made against that target before the end of my next turn has advantage against them. They'll be sort of uh, enveloped in a bit of a mystical dim light that glitters around them. Uh, did you did you want to move? Or are you going to come back down though? Because like that's a ranged spell, right? You have the range to cast it from where you are. I will come a bit uh, further down. I don't know that there's a need for me to be so high and precarious in the air, but I'm still gonna. I want to remain sort of out of reach of if Ulfa were to swing at me. All right, Mia. Um, I guess I'll just use my movement to go pick up my hammer. Stepping over the squishy, headless Neogi body. <laughs> and uh, I'm pretty close to Shaft, but uh, I trust him to be able to subdue some orcs. And I'm gonna I'm gonna target Olfa because I don't like what's happening, and Clash needs to be protected at all costs. Although I think he can hold his own in that armor, so um, I'm gonna I am gonna throw my hammer at Olfa. Uh, Twenty three to hit. Yes, definitely. So that's um, nineteen damage and I'm gonna choose uh, to push to push her back 10 feet toward Shakara 
since my uh, we were talking about this uh, just for the listener, we were talking about this off mic, but uh, my hammer does lightning damage, and I can always choose to uh, push back large creatures or smaller. Haven't been doing that, but I need to start <laughs> thinking about it. Okay, well done. Your hammer flies out at Ulfa. I mean, Ulfa just has her maul raised above Clash, and it just punches into her chest, zapping her and blasting her back. She slides on her heels in the snow towards Shakara. And it is your turn. I will move Buttercup in between Clash and Ulfa and have her rear back like she is going to hoof attack Ulfa, but then um, miss in quotes. Can you, uh, <laughs> all right, roll me, um, <laughs> roll me a performance check. I'm going to assume that you can, I mean, you know how to ride Buttercup. You just Buttercup responds. So you want to, we'll avoid the animal handling, but roll me performance. Uh, <laughs> that is a eight. All right. Uh, the rest of the party can roll me an insight check versus that performance. Nat 20. <laughs> It's a 29 for Mia. 12 for Shaft. 14 for Falsy. Okay, so, the, so the, the, the rest of the party, like, you just saw Buttercup wallop an orc, and it's the difference between a full swing and a, and a slap, you know what I mean? Like, of, of what uh, what Buttercup is, is, has done here. Is that everything? That's, that's all I'm going to do. Okay. <laughs> Shaft and... Mia, from from behind you in the cave, you as from the darkness within it, a a huge figure just comes up, and you hear another much louder bonk as a giant smacks into this wall of forest, and you see that it, it is a stone giant, and around its chest, uh, it has what looks like a harness, and there's a a rope with like a, a hook on the end of it, kind of drags in the ground behind him. And that's our show. If you're not already, be sure to follow us at IncorrigiblePar on Twitter, IncorrigibleParty on Instagram and Facebook, and you can go to IncorrigibleParty.com for world lore and PC information, and we've recently started adding some maps there as well. Incorrigible Party is generously sponsored and made possible by Critical Hit Design. For any of your design needs, visit CriticalHitDesign.com. All ambient sound and music is provided by Tabletop Audio, and our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. You can reach him at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. Happy adventuring! <laughs>